Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello, and welcome to the 177th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. We learned last week... I have to say this real quick. I have to cut you off. Go ahead. We learned last week that Russ is not allowed to fly because he has a twin in this world who <laughs> is basically besmirching the good name of Reza. Yeah, he's he's banned. His name is not even Reza. <laughs> he's banned from <laughs> South Africa. Yeah, Just, and you might uh, as well right. be banned too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So um, yeah. So last time we only we only covered half the honeymoon. So we're going to talk about the other half today, uh, or this week. So at this point. Lane and I have finished up entirely with, with South Africa. Um, yeah. so we, we, we leave, we, we're heading, the next step is to head to, um, head to Rome from, uh, Cape Town. So wake up that morning in South Africa. Lane actually, we, we went to some fabric shops so, for, so Lane can get some material. She wanted to make some dresses. So she was able to get a lot of cloth that morning and we headed to the airport. Um, pretty standard airport, nothing, nothing like special or anything like that. Certainly, it's certainly not Doha. But the, the, the itinerary for this trip is, um, Cape Town to, um, Cape Town to Doha and then Doha to Rome, right? And I think we left South Africa at about noon. We would then land in Doha at, I think it was like 9 p.m. their time and then leave Doha at like 1130. So we didn't have a ton of time and we were, like I said before on the last episode, there was a delay. Like there was another, we had, we were delayed landing there too. Like we just, we didn't get in on time, but mm-hmm. we did have enough time still. So we grabbed a quick bite to eat. I don't even remember what we ate that night, to be honest. But, uh, anywho, on the plane, on the plane from, or before we even left South Africa, Lane and I were able to book a couple of things for our upcoming trip to LA. So we What'd got, you book? we got, so, um, we Did got you guys tickets to Conan. Jet setters. Yeah. Y'all got Conan? Yeah, we got Conan on Tuesday. We were trying, so here's what we're trying to do. We were trying to get Conan on Wednesday and Kimmel for Tuesday. I can't remember why we were trying to do those particular days, but that's what we were trying to do. You get, you can get on a wait list for many of these shows, but Conan on Tuesday immediately gave us a, oh, here, get your, confirm your tickets. You can take them. So after like, after not hearing back on that wait list, we, we quickly did Tuesday. So we're confirmed for Conan on Tuesday. We're on a wait list for Kimmel for Wednesday, but I don't even care if we go on Kimmel. Kona is the one that I really do want to see. Right. And, um, who's the guest? We don't know. You don't know these, it'd be uh, like until you're there. So we have Bill no Burr. idea what's going on in the show. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, um, dude. But on Monday, we're going to the comedy store. Um, who's going to be playing? They don't, we don't know either. It's <laughs> okay. Okay. You doing like a late, a late night or like, what are you doing it? All right. I mean, let me see if I can bring up. Gosh. Cause uh, if you do like a 5 p.m. or 7 p.m. No, it's, nobody. It's, a, it's a night show. It's, it's, it's just like, it's, I think like many of the people there can just be no name. I don't think it's necessarily, um, all right. So it's called potluck pop-ins with 40 comics plus huge surprise guest. Now stop um, it. That's yeah. Just, that's that's, that's what it says. Thing. That's what it says. So it's mean no guests. No potluck. <laughs> 30 guys. <laughs> it, it's, you know, 21 and over. It starts at 8 p.m. Doors open at 7. Don't know anything about who's going to be there at all. But 
it said like they specifically mention many that when they do mention many different comics who could be there people like people Bill that Burr, live in chris, LA chris rock yeah people who've shown up who who have done this before so um you know we'll we'll see when it, we'll see what happens but that's on monday and then we have we have conan on tuesday sunday we're going to drive to san diego to visit my uncle nice buddy um and we don't have we don't have wednesday or thursday booked out yet friday is my sister's graduation so that's what, what car we're going that day say that again what kind of car? Uh, I, I don't think we've booked one yet, actually. Oh, or, great. We, no, I think we do. I think we did book one a while ago, but I don't know. Probably just like a standard uh, compact. That should be a two-hour drive, but depending on traffic, yeah. it could be a minute. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun drive, though. It's yeah, a good drive. I, I actually ha- I have done it before. Well, I wasn't driving, but I've done it before. Yeah. yeah. It's not too bad. Do me a um, favor. Get a couple of breakfast tacos while you're out there for me. Thanks. All right. We'll do. We're gonna we're gonna we're going to like in and out. We're we're doing because yeah. Lane, Lane has never been to LA before. So one of the other okay. things that we're gonna try to do, we wanted to do Ellen. Never heard back from uh, from her. Right. Um, that's actually why we wanted to do Conan. Now I remember why we wanted it on Wednesday because Ellen was supposed to be Tuesday and we were trying to leave that day open just in mm-hmm. case. But I think at this point it's probably too late. It's only a week away. So, um, the other thing that we might try to do it would be to take a tour of a studio. Um, I've done that before, but I think it'd be really cool for Landon to see like the different sets and whatnot. So everything that we have booked right now is free, <laughs> which is funny. Good. Yeah. Conan, uh, if we do Kimmel, that'd be free. The potluck, the potluck pop-ins is free. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, so yeah, we booked those and then we got on the plane. I, I, on this plane, I did not sleep. I watched like five movies on this plane. And you don't know a single movie you I watched. I remember Thanks. them. I can't remember them. <laughs> You're the worst. I, I had more time You're between this worst. episode, between the last recording and this one, that I should have looked up. The I should have looked up <laughs> the uh, Qatar Airways um, entertainment, and I'm gonna try to bring it up right now to see if while I can, we're like, talking about LA, while I'm trying, yeah, while I'm trying to talk about my uh, my shortcomings. Let me see. All right. Also, mind you, we do got to get to Italy at some point. Yeah, we're gonna get to Italy in a minute. Yeah. So, but real quick, while you're in LA, yeah, um, you know what you should do. You should take a look at the. Uh, the recent, the most recent uh, David Chang series on Netflix, Ugly Delicious. Uh, yeah. Um, he does a taco one, and it's all about the L.A. taco scene. Okay. Um, a lot of the best L.A. tacos are out of the food trucks. Um, so you should definitely try and hit those up if you can, because they have such a better representation of like specific cultures in Latin America. Yeah. Uh, that you just can't get out east. Hmm. Real talk. All right. All right. Anyways. All right, so, um, yeah, I, ha- I have seen the first episode of Ugly Delicious with pizzas, but I'll definitely check out the uh, the yeah. taco one this week. So, um, all right, so I got I got the I got the thing open um, with the uh, the uh, Qatar Airways. So one of the movies that I saw was um, crap. I just left it, <laughs> or I just lost it. This site's just, just slipping right now. You I know. ain't seen shit. No, I haven't seen anything. Um, goodness. This is embarrassing. I'm yeah. embarrassed for you. I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. It'll, yeah. you, you won't even know. The You're going to fix this know. in post? The, I'll, I'll try to remember to fix this in post. Dude, just let this go. Oh, it's not even worth the effort. <laughs> no. Um, no. That's how I you can... know we care, listeners. That's how we know we care. <laughs> we want to bring you in. The promise. These the moments. <laughs> The this problem is like subscriber level con- uh, content, you know? Mm-hmm. The more you spend on this podcast, the less we do. 
so it really feels like you're getting the behind the scenes look. <laughs> it's just it crumbling. It's just yeah, all right. falling apart. Yeah. If you if you start to really subscribe, you get to listen into the first five minutes of every of these episodes where we talk about what are we talking about and yeah. crickets. Just crickets. Or you get to hear about just our Fortnite nonsense for the first five minutes. So uh Darkest Hour is one movie that I saw. Great movie. That was oh. really good. Dude, he won the Oscar. It's so well-deserved. Yeah. Oh, and I also watched Murder on the Orient Express. The, so bad. The problem with this right now is that it's the, the way the Qatar Airways website has you sorted is really poor. Like, when you were on the plane, they had, like, Hollywood new releases, right? Yeah. But then they had – then they then you have to, like, go to View All, which is, like, with everything that they have. And they have a lot of, like, um, Arabic movies. They have a lot of Bollywood movies. Yeah. And it's just like really, it's just really mixed in. So right now I'm on the website. I can't find a view all thing and I can only sort through, I can only go through movies in each of these categories one by one, which, and it doesn't seem like it's containing everything. So some of the movies that I saw just aren't going to show up as easily as I thought they would. But Darkest Hour is definitely really good. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express, I was very meh on. I was like, it's just dumb. Like, you know, you, it got to the, it got toward the end and it's just like, this, why? Why did they have to do that? Right. It became obvious too, like very early on when you start to see the connection between all these different people. Like, all right, well, uh, that's stupid. Right. And the fact that they went through with the murder anyway. Oh, when, dude. No when, fucks given, man. When they knew that the world's most famous detective was on the train, like it wasn't, it wasn't a secret. So why would they do it? They couldn't pick a better time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's talk about the actual trip. Yeah. So, all right, get get to Doha, eat, get, and then take the next plane, go to Rome. Slept on uh, slept on that plane a good bit, I think. I wanted to watch War for the Planet of the Apes, but I couldn't because there wasn't enough time. That's why I ended up watching Murder on the Orient Express. The Planet of the Apes was just too long, and I wasn't going to be able to finish it. So we arrive in Rome, and we had to take a train from this uh, the airport to um, uh, Romini train station. And because is it Roma Termini? Yeah, yeah. the The Rome airport for the listeners, because I know you know, is like a good like thirty minutes west of oh, of yeah. Rome, so it's not really near. Um, but we landed like at six a.m. and we needed to get our our Airbnb. We were allowed to check in at like ten thirty, so we had a lot of time to kill. So we get to Termini, we get to we get to the train station, and then we had to catch a train. Um, to uh to our like our next destination to whatever i can't remember the name of the stop but we were we were supposed to take the train from termini to the near nearby the airbnb which i think was like two miles from the airbnb that train was canceled first train was canceled had to wait half an hour of course it was (laughs) had to wait half an hour for the next train i think um that train was 20 minutes delayed we were standing there for like over an hour, man. We were standing in this train station for like over an hour. I was like, maybe we should do something in the airport, you know, just to kill time. Nothing um, to do in the airport, in, uh, in that train station. Yeah, there was nothing to do in the train station. It was a bit chilly at the time. Because um, it's all open air. Yeah. And then, and but like the the idea was, okay, we're going to get near the Airbnb. We'll just take our bags into some place. It won't be that big of a deal. We'll eat some breakfast and then we'll go to the Airbnb. But because of the freaking delays with the train, by the time we got into town, um, it was 10.30. <laughs> by the time we got to the Airbnb, it was literally 10.30. It was like 10.45, I think. So we were able to go up to the room, drop off the bags in the Airbnb. The woman was still cleaning it. So we were able to leave the bags there 
like locked up and stuff. We didn't. Was it the anything. owner cleaning it? Was it like a cleaning no, service? No, it was. It? A, it was. I. I guess it was a cleaning service. I think they knew the. I, I don't know. They knew the woman. Like I yeah. guess it was a cleaning service, but uh, yeah, not the owner. And from there, we had a. I told you about the ninety-minute kickstart tour. Kickstart tour of Rome with uh, our guide Matteo. Okay. And so we uh that was set for eleven thirty, but we had like forty forty minutes or so because he we were meeting him basically right at the Coliseum. Our Airbnb was like a three minute walk from the Coliseum, so we were very close. Is so, that crazy that you could stay that close to the Coliseum? Yeah. Uh, so we uh we stopped at this random place nearby, got like a pizza. Uh Lane we we didn't have we hadn't had breakfast and uh Lane was like, you know, she wants to get pizza and she wants pasta. So we got slice it like a not like a slice of pizza i'm trying to remember exactly what they call it but it's almost like a f- it's almost like a rectangular um piece of piece of bread and they cut it in half so it's like uh i don't know i don't know like a semicircle and we just split that in half ate that and then we went to another place got a bowl of pasta ate that and then met up with mateo were they good yeah, they were good. The, the pizza was really good. The pasta was pretty good. I was also not super hungry, so I only ate a weren't. few bites of the pasta. Of course um, you weren't. Yeah, well. You make me sick. <laughs> they they feed you and they hydrate you pretty damn well on the Qatar Airways flights. I'm not even going to lie. Although oh, the last one really eat? annoyed me. Oh, man. I don't even remember. Most on the, of the way time, out. I, most of the time, I just ate like the chicken meal on the flights. Lena actually kept all... Cause, in economy on these flights, you have like a choice of three items and they, they give you like a menu so you know what's coming up so you can decide beforehand. It tells you exactly what's in it. Airline, buddy. And, uh, Lena kept all of the menus, but I don't have them with me right now. I can't remember what most of them are, but on almost all the meals, I ate the chicken. Okay. Um, the breakfasts, I was, wor- I was apprehensive of eating the eggs because I didn't want to get sick or anything. So I ate like the vegetarian options for breakfast. Um, what is that? Like two carrots? <laughs> Basically, just like some veggies and some oh, like, you know. Kill me. Uh, but the, there was this cake. There was this cake that we got on the last flight. It was f- delicious. It was great. It was just like the slice of cake. I didn't think it was going to be good. I'm, I don't like airplane food at all. Like, I'm always super apprehensive about it. Because you only had bad food. airplane food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, that cake was on point. The, the chicken, the last chicken that I had was, was very much on point. Um, the that last flight later ordered the fish and I was like, oof, that's gonna be a tough one, Lane. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be. Aggressive. I was literally, I was literally making fun of her. We were both laughing about it, but like, she was ordering the fish and I was like, you're gonna get sick because of the fish and I'm gonna be stuck in Rome taking care of you. You're gonna be bedridden. Oh, I was like, you're, you're so cute though. It'll be fine. I don't mind doing it, but that's what's gonna happen. And we're just laughing, right? And I got the chicken. Chicken was great. Um, anyway, so we we meet up with Matteo, right? At 11:30, and he starts showing us around, and he was he was a great tour guide. I was expecting mostly just like, okay, these are the places that you kind of want to see. Um, these are some restaurants that have great food, and we'll just kind of walk around. But he was also given a lot of like history of the city, uh, history of the different like um, ruins that we were seeing. Um, and so we're walking, um, and we we come across like this like large open area, which I was describing kind of reminded me like the presidential mall. Um, I can't remember the name of this place, but it's like they're like um, they used to do like chariot races here, right? And now there's a lot of like uh, a lot of grass. It's almost like a park. Yeah, and I know that place. So we go there, and there's like this water fountain. It's like this this pipe coming up out of the ground, and there's water just perpetually flowing from it. And I had just finished my water. Lane and I had gotten a couple of water bottles in the morning from when we were eating our pizza breakfast, and 
lane still had a little bit of water, but not a ton left. And we're like coming across it and all these people are drinking from it. And he's like, and you know, one of the nice things about Rome is they have this water. And Lane's like, oh, it's safe to drink. He's like, this water will be fresher than the water in your bottle. That's what he said. So um he takes his <laughs> bottle out, right? He takes his bottle and fills it up. And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm you know, I'm thirsty. And I like I'm thinking in my head, all right. I know not to, I know not to drink water from public places when I travel in many different countries, right? They're like, you know, there's travel advisories like, oh, if you're in Mexico, just don't drink the water. Don't, don't be careful. Even like when you're brushing your teeth, don't put the water in your mouth. Use bottled water. And so in my head though, I'm like, oh, I'm in Europe. I'm good. So I, I take my bottle. I fill it up, drink the water. It's nice and cold. It's good. And Lena thought about filling her bottle, but for whatever reason was like, you know what? I'm, I don't really want to like, I don't want to like mix the waters is what she was thinking. So it was you, what she you, said. You married a good woman. She said she just didn't want to mix the waters. But She's she smart as hell. Dumb <laughs> she, as a motherfucker trying so, to drink that water. So we, uh, we're walking around. He shows us like the rose gardens. He takes us to this park where they have like, o- like oranges and stuff on, on orange trees. We've got a lot of great views, shows us different things. Um, and then, uh, so the whole thing takes like 90 minutes. We start walking back and we got like a gelato. We're eating that. And at this point, I'm, like, I'm not feeling great. But I'm just like, we didn't sleep very much. I need, I need yeah. to go, I need a nap, right? Cause I, on that, on that last plane, I probably slept for like four hours and that's all the sleep that I had. And, and it took us like 24 hours to get to Rome from South Africa. So I had very little sleep. So I'm like, that's why I'm not feeling right. And it's hot. Like it's, it, the sun really came out. It was in South Africa. It was probably like 60 degrees, 60 some degrees most of the time that we were there. In, um, in Rome, it was like in Italy, it was like 75. Or a higher so most it's of the warm. time. It is very warm there. Like they, for us right now in the states, I I don't know what the temperature is outside right now, but so it's not supposed to be sixty three up for me today. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing fifty where I am. Today's yeah. high here is fifty six in Delaware. So yeah, my high is fifty eight. Yeah, so uh, it was it. it was very warm in uh, in Italy. And so we're walking back eating the gelato and I'm not feeling particularly great, but, um, again, I'm not feeling like horrible. I'm just like, I just, we walked a lot. My Fitbit, like I've already walked like 15,000 steps and it's not, it's like barely past noon. So we get back to the Airbnb and we both shower and we're going to take a nap. So we lay down, um, and I pass out like before lady even gets out the shower herself. Um, and I woke up and I just was not feeling right, man. What do you feel like? Give it it to me. My stomach wasn't in like pain so much as my body just felt weak. Yeah. I just did. I didn't have energy. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't like my stomach did hurt. It's like body Um, exhaustion, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just couldn't keep anything down, man. Like hit, I hit the bathroom. It was, you know, throwing up diarrhea. It was not good. Um, when I would throw up, I would feel better. But sure. I didn't feel great. Um, Lena woke. Lena woke up. Um, way to way to wake think, up your wife on your honeymoon. I'm trying to think exactly how this went down. Like when I woke up compared to her, I think I woke up and and I wasn't. I thought I thought I just had eaten something that wasn't good. I was like um, the gelato that I got. I got like a cherry something gelato, and I was like it was good at first, but after I ate more of it, it just got tiring that flavor. And I was like, something was wrong with this cherry, so I just got to throw it up. I'll be good. Um, and so I thought that I was gonna be fine. I was trying to wake Lane up because we'd been sleep for we'd been sleeping for a bit, and I wanted to like go out and do stuff. Um, 
I want to like try to see the Pantheon that day so that the next day we can go to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Let me check a sip of water real quick. Oh, uh, you're back to sipping water now, huh? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I, I woke her up, but I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling great. <laughs> so I told her that. And, and then like, as I thought, all right, I got another round of throwing up and then I'll be, I'll be set. I did that. No, it was not set. I needed to lay down still. And, um, and then I ended up just like falling asleep again. Um, I woke up at some point and I was like, you know, I think I need like chicken noodle soup to Lena. So she went out to the grocery stores and picked up some materials so she could make some. So she made it. And then, but I had zero appetite whatsoever. I tried to drink a little bit of it, but I hardly could. That, that night felt like really pretty damn bad. I was very sensitive to the temperature. So I was very cold. Um, it felt like having the flu. Like that's, that's what it yeah, felt like having. Like full really body, like, like night, so, like a uh, cold yeah, sweats. Yeah. It really felt like having the flu. Um, I didn't have like the rapid temperature shifts, like, oh, I'm burning up and now I'm freezing. I don't think I ever got a fever, but, uh, but the, but the way my body felt, it felt like having the flu. I mean, you're, so, you're under attack. Yeah. So the, uh, and I think, I think I threw up one more time that night and then I went to bed and, Elena was like hypersensitive that night. So every time I woke up, it was like when I opened my eyes, she would wake up like, Hi, how you doing, babe? And, uh, I just kept like drinking. I would just like kept drink because we got like, she got a bunch of bottles of water. So I was just trying to stay hydrated because I was worried. Well, I was worried one that part of the reason why I was feeling like, like shit wasn't just the sickness, but also because I was dehydrated because I was throwing up everything. And I wasn't able to absorb any water. The day before on the plane, um, on the way to South Africa, Qatar Airways was really good about, um, keeping us hydrated. They were coming around with water and orange juice and other drinks on trays at like three in the morning. <laughs> um, like every like 20 minutes. So we were like, just, keep, we just kept drinking, just keep, kept drinking drinks on the way to South Africa. But on the way to Italy and on the way to Doha from South Africa, where we were sitting, was like the back section. We were like, we were like row like 29, right? So we were in the, the front section of coach, but we were near the back of that front section. Okay. And so the service crew would come out from just behind us. They would walk to the front of the section and they would start walking towards us with drinks. And every single time they got like 10, eight, eight or nine rows in, um, in front of us, they would run out of most of their drinks. They would run out of all the water. Then people would take like juice or whatever. And then they would walk back. And I was like, okay, they're going to fill up on the drinks again and start bringing them back. They wouldn't show up again. So the next time they come out with drinks, the same thing would happen. And I would stop them before they went to the back, say, Hey, can I get a water? They would then bring me a water. Then they would bring more drinks out. But here's the thing. They wouldn't start from where they ran out of drinks. They would work to, walk to the front of the freaking thing again, the, the front section again, and start working their way back up again. So then they, would, they got to get, again, like five rows in front of us. They would run out of drinks. So I would have taken like two myself, but I just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to stay hydrated on this plane the way that I was on the first, uh, going to, um, South Africa. So I wasn't very well hydrated arriving in Italy. And I was worried now because I was throwing up everything that I, I was super dehydrated. So I was waking up and just trying to drink. Lena got me some Sprite. So that helped. I was able to keep that down. Um, and when I woke up in the morning, she's like, how are you feeling? I was like, I feel like I'm normal. Um, but I slept so much. I woke up super early. I was up like at six. So mm-hmm. I was, I was on my phone because it's a six hour time difference. I was actually able to catch the ends of some NBA games while we were, while we were, um, 
while we were away if I woke up early enough. Right. So, which I did many times. I was up like at 6.30 some days, 7 o'clock, and I was watching like the fourth quarters of some of these NBA games. So um, that morning I woke up, I was watching some of the games. I was just like kind of moving around. I think I did have to throw up once that morning, but I just, I felt not... Like not like the days, not like the day before where I, I had like thrown up and felt pretty normal. Like I really felt normal. So Lena woke up. I had been up for like two hours, and I was like, I was, I was me. You know, I was, you know, making jokes. We were just, you know, talking. So we were like, all right, cool. We're gonna go to the Vatican today. Um, so we we hop on the uh, the, the metro. Um, I think we picked up because I needed to eat something still because I hadn't kept anything down. So I just wanted like a plain croissant can't really get that it seems they they filled their croissants with like jam mm -hmm. or nutella um so i got like an apricot filled croissant which they don't like it the croissant that i got wasn't like injected like a jelly donut just you know constantly oozing shit it was almost like a light coating of apricot uh. on the inside like it, it was good for me that's what i did, i wanted it to be plain so it was very light fair enough that's so, okay you're right yeah so so it worked for me and then I also got an orange, which I ended up not eating. Um, when we got near the Vatican, we got to the stop. We had to start walking, which is – and we probably had to walk like half a mile to get to the Vatican. On that half a mile trip, we stopped and got a couple of like fruit smoothies. And Lena got a um, a slice of pizza. But between the bet – like shortly after drinking the, the smoothie or part of the smoothie, I just started not feeling great again. And I was like, oh, my stomach's rejecting the food, basically. It's it's rejecting everything that I'm giving you think, to it. You think it's because of the fruits that they use in that fruit smoothie, using the water and all that stuff and the ice from local that it might have they, like re-triggered? I don't think so. So the smoothies were just pure were just pure fruit. They actually don't use water or anything. It had, we did get ice with it because if they didn't give us ice, it would have just been a warm just um, juices. But it was so little, I don't think that's what it was. I really think – I think it was just maybe too much activity for me with the sun. Or it could have just been my stomach rejecting the, rejecting what I was giving it. I'm, I'm not positive. Okay. But by the time we got to the Vatican, I was just drained of energy. It was hot. Didn't want to be there. People are people are constantly coming up to you. I told you about like in, in – uh, I told you in – south africa about the person at the nando's like begging me for for money here it wasn't people begging me for money it was people like constantly like oh you want to skip the line oh come here are you trying to go inside are you trying to go inside come here come here and i'm like no and they're like oh no like no like, you, you don't understand I'm like did i did not did i not just say no i had so little patience for people that day i feel like the look that i had on my face had to be so off-putting i probably looked like i was ready to fight anybody who came up to me yeah so i'm shocked that people kept coming up to me to ask me these stupid questions i did not want to speak i did not want to talk i didn't want to hear anybody speaking to me so i i was getting really frustrated by that um so we we and also had we wanted to go inside the vatican we would have been standing in line for a good three hours the line was insane um so we basically snapped a couple pictures from outside and then had to make our way back to the, uh, back to the, to the Airbnb. Um, I feel bad because of how crappy I was feeling the entire time in Rome. Cause this was our last day in Rome. We were only there for two days. And so we, there was so much that we wanted to see. We knew we weren't going to see it nearly everything in Rome, but there was a decent amount of stuff that we wanted to see. And we I wasn't able to, to like do it. Uh, so by association, Lena, of course, wasn't seeing most of the stuff either. So we went back to the Airbnb, 
think I had to throw up and then went to sleep. Lena, she started doing some like laundry because the Airbnb had, had a, had a machine. So she had actually run a load earlier. Apparently it took like an hour and a half to freaking run because we were waiting around for it before we left for the Vatican and it just never finished. So we, so, um, they had like a, they had a roof access. So she walked up the steps. She put some clothes on the line so they can dry. Um, ran a second load while I was sleeping. Then she like went out, picked up some like ice cream and got some pizza and was just kind of hanging out around the place. But she wasn't like sightseeing and stuff. We didn't really have much of an interest in going inside the Coliseum anyway. So we never did that. Um, but by the time I woke up, I was actually feeling better at this point. We, I then, I was like, all right, let's try going out again. Um, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to get to the Pantheon. The Pantheon was supposed to close at six. So I thought we were only going to see it from the outside. But when we got there, like at 630, it was still open. You could just walk in. I guess the crowds had died down pretty significantly because it wasn't, there was no line for us to get in. So we just walked in, grabbed a couple pictures and stuff, got to look in. It's a really amazing building. Um, and then from there we, we went to get some food, went to get dinner. I was definitely trying to avoid like dairy, definitely avoiding most things, but I actually, for like the first time, the, the way I was, the way I was gauging how I was feeling wasn't just like how my body felt or how I felt, um, in terms of energy, but also if I had an appetite. And at this point I actually did have an appetite. So we went out, we were actually very close to that restaurant that your sister had recommended. And so we went there and we were trying to, we were trying, we were checking out their menu and I wanted, what I wanted to eat was like, was like a pasta with a chicken as a protein. That's what I wanted. Right. Um, and I didn't see that on their menu. So we ended up, we ended up, um, kind of wandering for a bit and went to another restaurant. Um, and we just didn't go back. We didn't, we ended up not going back to that restaurant. We got late. And so we just sat down and ate, didn't get the, pro- did not get the, the pasta with the, with the chicken that I wanted. We pretty much just ate plain pasta with, um, uh, with like chili flakes or whatever. Um, it was fine, but it wasn't like anything special. And that was the last day in Rome. We went back to the Airbnb, made it back. I actually still the whole time, even after eating, I felt fine. Um, Went to sleep next day. We had to wake up and uh, catch a train because we were going to Venice. And so we were like kind of scrambling. When we left Cape Town, we had prepared really well the night on our last night. We packed up our bags, pretty much just had our clothes laid out for the next day. I think I think you and I did something very similar when we were in Bahrainus heading back to um, when we had to head back to um, Rio. We like, packed everything up because we knew we had to be up like at 5 a.m. or whatever to catch the boat to catch our tr- our, our bus to mm-hmm. take us to the airport. So we pretty much did the same thing that day. But when we were in Rome, because of how I was feeling, we kind of crashed early, or at least I did. And so I wasn't able to pack most of my bags. Like I felt, I felt fine, but I was still super tired. So I got, so the next morning I woke up and I had to start packing my stuff. And it was kind of like a scramble to get everything together so we can then leave. We um, kind of like rushed to the Metro, caught, caught the, uh, the subway to then take us to Termini, which then, which we then uh, caught a train to Venice, which was like a four-hour train ride, and the whole time I was just reading the Game of Thrones books. I read a lot. I read a lot of those books on this trip. Uh, Damn, it really, dude. It really, it really got me back into the books. So, like, I, like this morning, I read a chapter. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like still itching to read it. So I'm really happy. That was one thing I was able to do. I did not play n- nearly as much Switch as I thought I would have. We did play Snipper Clips actually in bed um, that last day in Rome. Uh, so we so we did that. Um, that was the second time that we had played, 
And then we got to Venice. Venice is a city with many, many bridges, but no ramps. So Lana and I, I, I didn't explain the way we passed, we, we had passed for this trip, but we each had one, one check bag, like one, like 40 pound bag, because I think that was our weight limit on our final flight. So my, my bag was a little under 40 pounds. I think Lana's was right around the 40 pounds. And when you get to Venice, the first thing that you have to well, the first thing you see when you get out the train station is this really lo- like uh big big river and there's bridges but very few crossings like very well very few bridges to cross the river so we head up this bridge oh uh when we first leave the train station there are these people with these like carts or whatever they're like oh you know take your we'll take your bags we'll take your bags for you you know we're here to help out I got really pissed off at this point Landon said I was really rude to the guy he like comes up to me and, and is asking if uh he can help carry my bags and I'm I'm just like no I'm like nope he's like and he says something again else again I'm like nope and he says it again and I'm just like nope and she's like you're really rude to that guy nah like, you're being I mean, direct if I said, you're if being I said direct no one time what makes you think I need it? what makes you think if you asking me the same question again is going to make me change my mind like do you think you're going to say oh sir can I carry your bags for you and I say no and you say but sir come on let me carry your bags Ah, oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Let me let me go ahead and do that. Like, no, I was very I was very direct and very concrete with my first no. Didn't think I needed to say it three times. So, I'm just really I was just really annoyed. Like, it's not like I would, like if I was carrying like two if I was carrying two check bags, then maybe yeah, I could see myself needing needing assistance. But both of us have one check bag. Lena has a backpack. I have like a uh, I have a backpack. But it's like it's like a it's a pretty big backpack, almost like a hiking bag. You can, but you can, you know, store a bunch of like clothes and whatnot in it. But it's pretty empty. Like I didn't have very much in it. So most of our belongings, our belongings are are in our checked bags. We both have one of them. Don't need help. All right. Like you know, go to somebody else who's got a bunch of kids or whatever. We're two, we're two young adults. We don't need help. So, um, we take our bags up. We start just kind of navigating through Venice and get to our hotel. And then in Venice, it was like the first time that we had been pretty relaxed we had nothing planned so in venice we're just kind of like roaming around we're just literally walking around i just i wasn't using google maps i didn't have any destination in mind we didn't have any restaurants that we particularly needed to eat at um so we just kind of roamed found a place and uh both got pizza um (laughs) and so uh after that which i actually felt fine after eating uh after that we then got some um gelato and we're just roaming around we were trying to find a place to get a gondola ride because you know that was like the one thing that we wanted to do and we we saw the prices and we weren't sure like how how it worked like if people had different prices but the first guy tells us oh it's 80 euros for 35 minutes and i'm like damn 35 minutes for 80 euros um so we we find another one if sure enough it's the same sign we realize it's, it's like you know these people basically work for the city and it's all the same prices everywhere you go right so um, at this point, we're just trying to find a, a place that's, uh, or a, uh, <clears throat> we're just trying to find a boat that's available to take us. After like roaming around for a while, um, we finally get one and it's like this young guy and we're like, oh, you know, we'll take two, you know, two of us. And the way it works for the people listening, it's, it's 80 euros for, for, um, it's 80 euros for 35 minutes and it's for anywhere between one and six people. So 80 euros will pay for six people, but 80 euros will also pay for two people. So if, of course, if you're there with a larger group, then it's, it's more cost effective. But, um, regardless, we, we get on the boat and the guy that we give it to, he's like, Hey, you know, Romeo, whatever he, whatever the guy's name is. And out comes this, like, this, like much older, 
much like fatter man <laughs> eating a freaking ice cream cone. And he comes on the boat and like before he doesn't say hi to us, doesn't say anything. He's like, "You pay first. That's all he says." And so it's like we we take out take out our money, give him the money, and then he's just like trying to finish his ice cream cone before we push off. Overall, wasn't very romantic. Didn't didn't find much about this entire thing romantic at all. I'm glad that I did it, but I would never do it again. I would never pay. I would never pay to do that again. You're just like much closer to the water. The water does smell like you had said before. I didn't particularly notice the smell before, but when I was when we were like right next to the water in the boat, that's when I noticed it. Um, again, like I said, I'm glad that I did it just, you know, cause I did do it, but the guy didn't give us any, like, it's not like he was like sit- sitting there pointing out like, Oh, this is the history of this particular place. And that, that's what, as we were like going along, he's like, Oh, that building right there, that's the courthouse. And then it would just be silence for like 10 minutes. And then he'd be like, Oh, this building right here, that's this building. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm getting no context. So I don't, I don't, I don't know why that's interesting. So he's just going uh, through the motions. Yeah, basically. So. Uh, Lena, when we first got on the boat, um, we had gone out from like this little, like side, little river, um, to the main river, right? And, or like the side canal, whatever to call it. And went to the main river where like all the, all the motorized boats are. And we're kind of going down there. We're going underneath like the, the main bridge where all the tourists are. They're taking pictures of us. Like, oh, look at that black couple over there. And wait, um, what? I don't, I don't think that's what they were saying, but I'm just saying they were taking pictures. They took pictures of us because they were taking pictures of the gondola. They thought it was interesting, I guess. So people were like taking pictures. They were like looking around and cause it's like a super popular, like tourist bridge. And so, um, <laughs> you're just low key making everyone yeah. in Venice seem like super yeah. racist right there. Well, I mean, we, we, we were like the only black people around most of Italy. Every now and again, you did see a couple of black people, but for the most part, like we were like, we were like the only two. Oh yeah. So yeah. All right. So we, uh, he starts turning around. So what you're saying is not black enough in South Africa. Right. But too black. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. In all of Italy, really. Um, well done, buddy. We, we, he then starts turning around. Atlanta's like, he, this is not halfway. Like he better not be turned around right now. Um, because had we gone back to where we started from there, it would have been like 15, 20 minutes tops, but probably closer to 15 minutes. But we ended up going off onto like these little side roads, or I'll call them roads, but really just the water. Um, and so we're kind of going around. It's a lot quieter at this point. So it was interesting, but not much to like see. Like you're just kind of in the water and you, all that's around you are buildings. And every now and again, you're going un- underneath bridges. So like that's kind of why it's not really, not particularly interesting, I guess. I, 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 had you asked me what do you expect from the gondola beforehand, I guess I would have expected a much longer ride. I would have expected something somehow to be a bit more romantic. Maybe the person would be singing me. I don't know. But it just I, – I really thought it would have been a lot longer than, than 35 minutes. So um, when we finished that, we ended up going back to the hotel. Um, because of my stomach and, and I guess a bit lactose intolerance, I wasn't feeling great then. Um, so we just kind of laid in bed for a bit, but we ended up going out that night because we were only there for one night. We went out, um, where did we, did we, eat, did we eat dinner that night? I can't remember. I don't think, I don't think we ate dinner that night. I think the last thing that I ate that day was pizza. And then we ended up just kind of wandering around in uh, Venice for a while. We took a lot of pictures. Um, 
walked around most of the island, but we never made it to that one square, which I don't remember the name of, because we never really had any particular place in mind, and it was just on the opposite end of the island. So we got close, I think, but we never actually made it there. Um, but it was really nice at night. It was also nice just, like, not being anywhere with cars. Like, their mode of transportation is either walking or boats. And we, like, came across the, uh, like, because we were near the train station, all of a sudden we see a parking garage and we actually see cars driving there. The one little bit of, of that, of, of the Ven- island of Venice that does have cars and it just connects to the, to the, uh, the highway, the bridge that takes you to the, back to mainland Italy. So, uh, that was interesting to see. Um, and then we left the next day. We headed to, to Milan. So Venice, I thought, I thought Venice was really cool, like really relaxing. Like I said, we didn't have anything, anything in particular planned other than we just wanted to do a gondola ride, but we didn't have anywhere to be at any particular time. I definitely could have stayed there another day, I guess, just to relax and enjoy the food and whatnot. But, uh, it was still enjoyable for what it was. Mm-hmm. I th- it was very, very, very touristy though. Absolutely. Very touristy. So much going on. Like, I, and I, and coincidentally, like the next day, I just, I read an article on CNN that was saying, that I think, from yesterday, from like April 28th, I guess yesterday being relative, yeah, because now the listeners will be hearing this in May, but April 28th to the following weekend, I think is like the busiest day in Venice. I don't know what is going on. I can't remember what they said the occasion was, but it gets so crowded there that the city was going to try to um, make certain locations inaccessible for tourists, only available for locals, so they can try to allow locals easier access to to move about their day to go about their day the entire island i think the there are only like fifty five thousand people that live there but the city sees more than like four million people or some some crazy number of millions of people coming in every year so um i was out we're walking around like all these like random side streets that don't like because every now and again you just go you go to a dead end if you're not if you're not like mapping your direction because you end up not going to a bridge when you think there might be a bridge coming up and so it just ends Got up being it. a dead end and so you're just kind of walking along these little streets and every now and again, you just see these little shops with nobody inside other than the person working there. And it's like, what kind of business do these people see? But I guess when you have random people walking around like that, you just get a trickle of people every now and again to, to support your business. So um, it was definitely interesting. Next day, we had a train. It wasn't too early to take us to Milan, which is only like a two and a half hour train ride from, from Venice. And we got to Milan and it's actually... Um, liberation day it was a holiday which we didn't we didn't realize oh, that's fun it, it was late it was actually labor day on the tuesday and then liberation day on wednesday when we arrived in um in milan a lot of places were closed i don't it wasn't just for liberation day though people just closed in the afternoon for a couple hours so we're both starving um and we're walking around trying to find a place that's open eventually found some bar got a couple of burgers and then um we just walked around Milan for a bit. So I told you one of the things that we were doing was this, um, this Swiss Alps tour on this train. And we needed to, I wanted to find the pickup point. So we, um, we ended up kind of walking over there and I found that it, when I was looking at places on Google Maps compared to Venice and Milan, it would take forever to get there. In Milan, you can walk across the whole island pretty damn quickly. And I felt like, I felt like every block in Milan, was just as large as the entire island of Venice. Yeah, those Milan blocks are crazy. Yeah, so... Did you walk through the Galleria? No, we ended up going to Sforza Castle. Okay. Um, Just like, we just happened to be there. Because this, 
the so by the time we got to Milan, it was like by the time we got to our hotel, which we, well, we had a problem in the in the freaking trains in the subway. That was annoying. Um, their their subway machines were none of them were taking credit. All of them needed cash. Um, we didn't have a ton of cash on us at this point anymore. We didn't have a lot of euros on us, but um, Lena was trying to get the ticket. And I was just hanging back with the car, with the uh, with the bags, and she wasn't sure how far we needed to get the ticket because Milan the subway the subway system is similar to Paris, where instead of like New York City, where you get a, where you where you basically pay to get admission into the entire subway stations uh, system, the subway system. And you could take a train anywhere in the city. You can connect however many times you need to connect. You can be on the subways all day and ride around the entire city of New York. In Milan, they have zones. And so you can only go so far as at the zone that you pay. And when you get to that the stop that you actually want to get out at, you need to put in your ticket again so the door is open for you so you can actually exit the, uh, exit the station. And so um, Lena had bought this. She was trying to get – she didn't – because like with the whole map system, whatever, she wasn't sure exactly how far we needed to go. So she got a slightly more expensive ticket. Instead of getting a Euro 50 ticket, she got a two Euro ticket, right? And when we tried to get into this, uh, onto the subway, when we, when we put it in to get past the turnstile, it it rejected us. And so we go to somebody who's working there and she goes, oh, you know, what, where are you trying to go? And she's like, this is the stop. She's like, oh, you got an outer, you got an outer um, city um, ticket. You need an inner city ticket because you're not going there. And so she's like, okay. Um, so she tells us where to, where to get it. So she landed, gets it. But the thing that didn't make sense to me was we basically overpaid for the ticket that we would have, that we would needed. She basically, we have to go back and get a ticket that's 50 cents cheaper to let us in. However, the ticket that we had could have got us to the, like the next stop after hours because that was the next zone. So we basically got like a zone one to three ticket instead of a zone one to two ticket. Is basically what happened, and for some reason, it wouldn't let us into the subway. That's so know. stupid. It, it didn't make any sense to me. It still doesn't make any sense to me. Because yeah, I should have still been able to get on that train. Oh, I, I, I should have been able to get in because there were still zones to be reached from where we were. So I don't, I don't understand why it didn't work, but we weren't able to return that. So we still have two. We still have two um, tickets that that can go from. I can zone, understand. Like one to three. I can understand the reverse not working. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. But it's Italy. Yeah. So it took us a while to get to the, to uh, to our hotel. We should have gotten there a lot sooner, but that, that took a lot of time. It was really crowded. And because this, um, the credit cards weren't working, everyone who was trying to buy tickets was really slow. Like, and and the system was just, was super slow. Even if you put your money in, it could sometimes take like 30 seconds for your ticket to come out. It'd be like, all right, printing. And it just wouldn't print. So I don't know. It was a mess. It was stupid. I was really annoyed with their, with their system. I did not like it one bit. Um, so we got to the hotel and that's when we started kind of wandering around. So we went to the castle, got a bunch of pictures. The castle was accessible, but many of its exhibits were closed. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to see was, um, Duomo, the, the, uh, the, the cathedral. Um, I didn't realize how close the castle was to it though, to, to Duomo, mm-hmm. but, um, we went back to the hotel and just crashed because our um, Swiss Alps tour that that we had to like get to the 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 spot to pick us up, which was like twenty minutes from our hotel, but we had to be there by seven a.m. So um, we needed to be up super early. So we just went back and went to sleep. And the next morning we got on this bus and basically I was expecting most of it to be on a train. Turns out most of the freaking thing was in a bus. What? We were, yeah, we so. 
I guess it makes sense. Um, you basically, you, you go from Milan and you go to the north of Italy. You go near the, near the Swiss border, right? Um, and this is a 12 hour day. So we're there from like basically gone from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right. And then of that, of those 12 hours, we're on a train for two hours. Um, we had a couple of like stops every now and again. The guy, she's based, the, the tour guide is talking most of the time. It's a, it's a bilingual tour. He's speaking in English and Spanish. I would expect most of the people to be speaking English just by, um, you know, I, I guess I just would have, I would have assumed there wouldn't be as many people coming from Spain or Latin America on, on this particular tour, just, you know, and on this random day in Italy, I would just would thought maybe there'd be more people who spoke English just as a common language who want to see this tour. Almost everyone there was a Spanish speaker. Almost every single person on that bus. He would like, he, the, the tour guide seemed to prefer speaking in Spanish. So it seemed like he was giving more details in Spanish every now and again. He would just be speaking Spanish for like five minutes straight and then try to start speaking in English and, and restate what he said before, but wouldn't go on for nearly as long. Right. But the re, the only way, the only reason why I figured out that most of the people were speaking Spanish is when we got to the first, um, we got to like this church. I don't, I don't know the name of the church or even the town that we were in, but we got to this church. It was like a stop. We were there for like 30 minutes and he gives the instructions in Spanish and almost everyone in the bus clears out before he starts speaking in English. Um, so, so you're probably like, what is going on? Yeah, I was surprised. So at this point, you know, my stomach is feeling fine, by the way, but I still have very little appetite. I can't, I have very little desire to eat certain things. Um, very, very high on that list of lack of desire to eat was pizza and pasta. Those were not very high. And that seemed like all I could get in Italy. Every, everywhere is a pizzeria. Um, so we, I did eat pasta, pasta for lunch that day. We stopped in this, in this town. They had, um, they, they had, re they had reservations for some, for one particular restaurant, but it wasn't, we weren't really interested in it. So we just kind of went off on our own. Um, and then we got on the train to go to the Swiss Alps. And so this takes us literally into Switzerland. I was very surprised. They never checked our passports once, never got stamped to say that I entered Switzerland, never got stamped to say that I left Switzerland. There, at one point, a guy you got robbed come, the two stamps. <laughs> at one point, a guy does come onto our train. We were supposed to have our passports with us, and I was under the impression that they were going to check it. A guy gets onto the train, kind of walks through, and then just leaves. He was like the agent. He was like the border patrol guy. It didn't look at anyone's passport, not one of us, and then leaves. I was like, wow, I could easily like you could easily break into Switzerland. I mean, I guess if they had your information or whatever beforehand, but I don't even think they required your passport information coming into this trip. So I could just say my name is John Doe. And enter Switzerland and just make the guy re like be short account, short a person and then just, you know, leave. Cause there was no, like basically we, we, we arrive in, uh, in St. Moritz. That's the town that we went to in Switzerland. Got some beautiful pictures along the train, by the way. It was great. Um, and you're in St. Moritz and you have about an hour to do whatever you want there. And in that hour, you could leave more or less. At the time when we had to meet back on the bus, there were like three people who were missing. And all the guy could really do was just like stand outside and wait. Like, guys, we agreed to be here at this time. You're not here. That's basically all he can do. Right. So, um, anywho, we, Lane and I, like that St. Moritz basically shut down at this point because it's off season. Most, many of the stores were just closed until June. I don't, I'm a little surprised to see, to, to see that they open up in June because that's summer, but I guess they get a lot of people coming in at that time. 
Um, there were definitely people still skiing and snowboarding. So you'd see a lot of people kind of heading up, uh, like that were geared up waiting for buses or whatever to take them up to, uh, to, to the resorts that they were going to, uh, snow and ski, ski and snowboard at. Um, so that was kind of, you know, cool to see. Um, Lane and I headed up and we got, uh, some hot chocolate and just kicked it for a bit and then stopped at this chocolate shop on the way out to pick up some Swiss chocolate, um, just like souvenirs for our moms. And then, um, we took the bus back down to, uh, to, uh, Milan, but it was a whole day. It was a whole day thing. It was very expensive too. The whole, the whole thing was like 170 bucks per person. I thought it was good. It was certainly, it was certainly nice, but it was definitely a bit pricey. Like I, I, it, I think it's something like most of the, I th- we were by far the youngest people on it. Most of the people were, were older. There was like zero physical activity that was required from this thing at all. So I think we probably were a bit young for the, for that particular, um, trip. Again, I thought it was cool. I'm definitely happy that I did it, but it's certainly a bit pricey, I think, for what it was. Um, but yeah, that was the last day. The next day we headed back to, uh, we had to head back to Rome. So we, caught a train from Milan to Rome. And then, um, from there we had to catch a train from Termini to get to the airport, which was a lot easier. There was no delay this time. Um, and then catch our flight back to the States. Lane and I were trying to, uh, to prevent being jet lagged though. So we tried to not sleep because the flight was at 6 PM in Rome time. And because, it was a nine hour flight, but because we gained six hours, um, when we landed, it was only 9 PM. But when we landed, it would have been like, I mean, in, in Rome time, that would be 3 AM. So, or in Italy time, those 3 AM. So we were exhausted. Um, I, I slept for an hour on the plane. Lena somehow stayed up throughout it all. Um, I, I watched Annihilation on Netflix. what do you think? I thought it was good. It was a little confusing. I, I think, I think I probably felt similar to you. Yeah. Um, Tessa Thompson's character just like disappeared in yep. the movie. I, I was like, wait, what? We never saw her again. Why? What happened? <laughs> I was expecting something to happen with her and she just never came back. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I watched like three episodes of Jessica Jones and then, and then Lane and I played snipper clips and Lane was killing it, man. There was a couple, there was a couple like puzzles, a couple levels that she was like, all right, just don't move. I got this. And she just, she just put the work in. That reminds me so. of when Nicole would tell me what to do in Overcooked. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we don't need more <laughs> tomatoes. Cut. What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just here to cut tomatoes. Yeah. She goes, well, none of these things need tomatoes. Just, just do what I say. And what it's like three anything? in the morning. I'm like, I'm just I trying to go to sleep. I'm just trying to go to sleep right now. That's literally what it was for me, basically, man. I was tired. I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. Lane is sitting there like, all right, well, no, just, just stop moving. No, yeah. no, you, you don't, we don't need you here. You can only, it can, this place can only handle one person. Right. It's only big enough for one of us and you're getting in the way. So just stand over there. So, um, we made a lot of progress on that, on that world. I'm looking forward to playing it more. Um, I don't know if we'll try to playing it while we're here at home, but. Yeah, uh, we landed. Oh, real quick. Yeah, so I'll tell you about the process. When we landed, we landed in Newark, New Jersey, right? So Lena's stepdad was picking us up and driving us the two hours back to Delaware. Um, I hate people who don't read. I can't stand people in the airport. It's like, all right, so everyone wants to be the first person off a plane, right? Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. When you're when you're in the back of the plane, it's, you ain't getting anywhere. Dude, all right? it's you gotta so wait for dumb. Everybody. You got to wait for everybody. There's nothing you can do. 
everyone like the fasten the seatbelt sign turns off everyone gets up immediately right and where do you go nowhere you got to wait for like 10 minutes if you're in the back of the plane you also all, probably, you wait for the, yep got to wait for the door to open then you got to wait for everybody to get their bags down then you got everyone in front of you get their bags down then to, to walk off by the time the people in the back of the plane are getting off it's been a good like 10 minutes since the fasten seatbelt signs turned off so where we were sitting there was this guy like two three rows back he like jumps and starts walking forward and he gets stuck between Lena and the, the the woman in the seat in front of Lena. And this guy has no business being up here because he was like three rows back. I thought many for many, many minutes, like, I want to say something to him. I need to say something to him. What is he? What are you doing? You, Why are you jumping up here? First of all, the space is only large enough when, you know, you're on a plane, the aisle, there's two people, right? There's two people in the aisle seats. There, you know, let's just say I'm in the aisle seat and then across the road, there's another person in the aisle seat. The aisle can only accommodate one of those people. So the space that's allocated there is for one of those two people, right? What is this third guy doing coming from like three rows back? Or what is he doing over here? Um, then Lana started pointing out that he like, he, he seemed like he was super concerned about his stuff. So he was, he had, he had his phone in his pocket. He was wearing like basketball shorts and like a t-shirt. And he's got his phone in his pocket. And he, Lane was saying he was like holding his hand over his pocket the entire time. Like he was trying to protect it. Like she was going to take it from him, from him. And his bags were like three rows past where we were because there was no space where he was sitting. And he was trying to rush to get his stuff because he was afraid of somebody stealing them. So I think he was like a super paranoid person. And therefore he was just trying to jump in front of everybody. Why are you going to Indianapolis, Phil? <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, I, do, I, I feel like I could stand. go on a rant about people at the airport, but yeah, the whole no, thing—the really whole can. thing about like standing up in the plane—makes absolutely no sense for all the reasons you brought up. But also the fact yeah. that, especially if you're gonna stand up, like if you're still in the seat, I've had people like where I sat in the middle seat, people in the window, they want to get up. I go, nah, yeah. dude, you ain't going nowhere. Exactly, because I ain't going nowhere. Exactly, especially if you're so many rows back. It's like, dude, sit your ass down. We're all We're getting off. We're anywhere. all getting on. It pisses me off so much. It, it really frustrates me boarding planes because when they have the groups, right? And they're, they always say it on the announcements. Like if your group hasn't been called, keep your seat, right? And what do you see? Every single time you see a huge line of people standing right in front of where you need to be to board the plane to actually be in the line to start handing your ticket to the, uh, the, the agents so that you can get on the plane. And it's really difficult from afar when you're the person who needs to board, when your group is called to tell, are you in line or are you not in line? I can't tell. So when we were leaving Philly the first time, there was a huge line of people and Lane was like, uh, I, I stopped behind that line of people. And Lane is like, Lane starts walking forward. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you cutting the line? And she's like, you don't know if these people have our, 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 our group. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're pretty damn close to the front. I don't think they're going to be here anyway. She goes up and sure enough, all the people that I was standing behind were Bang. not in our group. They were just waiting. And we, we had free reign just to walk right in the plane at that point. We were the first group on that plane. And, um, I just don't get it. Why you, you're all getting on the plane. I get that, that, um, the overhead space is a luxury and it can be difficult sometimes to get space. And it's really frustrating when you can't get that space, but you're not doing anybody any favors by standing there. You're making this entire process longer. And that's why we're being delayed because you guys are standing in the, in, uh, you guys are standing up and people can't tell what's going on. There's a lot of confusion because of it. And when it certainly comes to disembarking the plane, you're not like, yeah, you want to get through immigration quickly, but 
you standing up and trying to cr- like push through everybody, you're you're making this a lot harder for, than it needs to be. Like we're all we're all getting off the plane. You're all gonna get to your destination. It's fine. Right. Just chill out. So, um, we we because we have global entry, we're 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 expecting to fly through immigration, and we're walking forward. And there's a line that says for U.S. passport holders. Then there's a line after that that says global entry. And there's a line after that that says everybody else. Right. Everybody is just following everybody. Nobody's reading. So we approach the global entry. There's a huge mass of people. And I'm like, damn, global entry is really getting popular, isn't it? No way. And no way. The guy, the guy is like, global entry only. This is global entry only. Who has global entry? Nobody. Get Lane and I walk right, have way. to muscle our way through everybody to then get on. But there were people who actually weren't citizens getting in that line who, because the guy wasn't quite there yet to say, only global entry so then we're standing in line going through like this super short line to get to the to the agent to, to let us in um there are people who were like ducking underneath the ropes because there aren't even american citizens but as we're standing there i'm like you know global entry is probably not the best name for this because <laughs> like p- some people are going to see that and think oh i'm not an american citizen i'm from somewhere else in the globe yeah i'm entering i'm a global ent- yeah I'm a global but that's person that's on the yeah. uh that's on the airport for not staffing it properly yeah definitely. it should never get to that point the whole point just... of global entry is the fact that you're paying good yeah. money for this shit to siphon off all these motherfuckers again so that they're in their own right. line right and it was it was just a madhouse man yeah. so many people had gone past where they needed to be and they all had to turn around. Everyone else was trying to get off the plane. There were a lot of planes that Dude, came at the same exactly. time as us. Because they always, they like to bunch them up, right? So you yeah. can sort of bash them like that. Yeah. But you see how long that U.S., like, even the, just the U.S. citizen line, it's stupid. Right. My favorite thing to do is, especially flying back into New, into New York, and you see all these tourists, and they're trying to be all, like, aggressive and shit, right? So they're like, all right, let me, A, stand up in the plane when I have no business doing that, and then B... They're going to try and do the, we're walking fast to get through the airport terminal fast. Yeah. Dude, welcome to the NFL because you don't even know how fast I can walk. All right? <laughs> so I'm out here bobbing and weaving. And then you see people just trying to like cut you off and shit right Because they think that, oh, we're all gonna, we all got to get through security or whatever. Yeah. And then you give them the hard swerve, right? Basically, you walk into the global entry line. And yeah. it's like, dude, I smoked you. Come on. Like, yeah. it wasn't even close. Not even close. Like, you don't even know what you walked into, bro. Get out <laughs> of my way. Have a great trip. But that's the greatest <laughs> thing about global entry. You know what I mean? You, you run right through. Four fingerprints. You hit select yep. no for all. Look at yep. the camera. Print and go. And then gone. Right. Yeah. And then And then you know what really messed us up, though? All right. So we flew Norwegian Air back i didn't mention that norwegian air is very much like a spirit airlines of international travel yeah they you we pay like an extra like it was by far the cheapest option for us to come home which is why we came to newark it would have been like an extra 500 dollars to come into philly which we just weren't doing mm. um i think we paid 250 per ticket to come back home and that was with an extra i think that was with an extra 50 dollars that we paid for um our one check bag okay. we got a meal and we were able to ch- pick our seats yeah meal meal was horrible didn't eat it i had no appetite for it anyway right um it's no guitar airlines we yeah not at all we we both ate um at like this burger shop in the airport which was actually pretty good um i can't remember what it was Shake called Shack? right now but no it was called like it was i don't remember what it was called goodness mcdonald's uh, no, no, not that either, Sandy. But but appreciate I appreciate the help. Good looking out. Uh, 
<laughs> but I had no appetite for, for, uh, for the food. And Lena tried it and it just wasn't good. It was like this, like beef. It was like, cause you couldn't pick, you could not pick your meal, but you did pay for a meal. And it was like this, like beef, like, uh, I don't know, like this sounds gross. Just chunk. She, it took Lena like a minute of cutting with the stupid plastic knife to cut through it. And after that, she just didn't even want to try it because she didn't think it was going to be any good. Probably wasn't. Uh, some steamed carrots and uh, a bunch of uh, like uh, green peppers and stuff, which she said were way too salty. And then later on, we had like a light snack, which was like a sandwich with a bunch of mayo on it and uh, some other stuff that I just didn't wasn't even interested. They, they threw all that food away, which I kind of felt bad about because I, I literally didn't touch any of the food that they gave. Um, I just had like the drinks. But they also don't do like drink services. So had you not paid for this meal or had not, had you not purchased any of them, you got nothing for free. You had to pay for everything. Um, at one point we both went to the back of the plane just to kind of stretch our legs. And I asked the flight attendant for water, which I was expecting them to pour out of a water bottle. Uh, and they just like poured it out from like this little secret tap that they had. Oh, and so like air conditioner juice? I guess. Oh, I don't know. Gross. I did drink it, but like an idiot. I didn't. I didn't get sick. You're drinking, I figured, hey, you're drinking I figured, local water in Rome. Figured, getting sick. You drinking I'm airplane drinking condensation. Ugh. <laughs> you won't learn. Okay, I'm good. It's been like two days later. I'm. I'm you're still looking alive, at puddles so. on the ground. Like, I'm thirsty, bro. Yeah. Seeing rainbow, <laughs> oil slick. Nah, that's flavor. So we were in the airport and we're at the we're at the baggage claim pretty damn early. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. Waiting. But we got to Rome like four hours early to the airport so we checked in super early also i forgot to mention this no um i don't know if, if this is just a thing of norwegian airlines or what but rome has like an amazing security once you check in because um check in at the rome airport it's not like you know when you at a, at a u.s airport most of the time it's a long wall of just different airlines along the same wall and you and when you check or when you yeah when you check in and you give them your bags they load them on a conveyor belt and then everybody goes to the same common security checkpoint right in mm-hmm. Rome, it's separated into like long, like um, large aisles almost. So it's um, it's difficult to find your desk. They have like a you know, hundred desks in one in one terminal, and basically you walk in, and it might be uh, you might like walk forward. And it's like a hundred feet to the left and the right. There's a wall, and um, along that perpendicular to when you walk in are the various desks, and you have to like walk in the left of the to the left of the right to find your to find your desk similar to like a US one. But once you check in at your your airline, you walk straight towards the wall which then leads to a, its own almost private security area. We went through security, nobody was like around us. I don't know if it was I I can't imagine it's being it was being specific to to um to Norwegian Air. I'm sure all the other airlines had it, but it was just really interesting. It was like uh, the people that we're going through security with are the only the people on Norwegian Air and the other airlines that share this this um th- those like twenty desks in this area. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and then they had like a you know how were you happy with your experience? Um, so Lane and I both put nice and like super happy. Yeah. Um, but so we got so we're we're at the baggage claim area in Newark, New Jersey. Um, and our bags just weren't freaking coming, man. We're waiting, we're waiting, like, and there were a ton of people waiting. It seemed like the people in Newark would load up like 10 bags onto the belt and then take a minute break. So I hate it when took, that happens. We landed at 929, I think is what the, the board said, right? We got our bags, it was 1030. 
And wow. keep in mind, we we flew through immigration because right. it's not even ten minutes. Entry. Yeah, no, we 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 decided while we were waiting for the bags. Oh, let's go to the bathroom. Maybe the bags will be there. We'll be back by the time we come to the, come back from the bathroom because we've been waiting for like ten or fifteen minutes already, and the bags still weren't there. And there were a shit ton of people still standing there too after we finally got ours. Um, thanks to global entry, we go through customs. Takes like two seconds. Uh, the last time I was in New York. I was in the New York airport before I had uh, global entry. It took like 40 minutes to get through the customs line, which was stretching around the baggage claim area. It was literally going to the back wall and then turning along the back wall. Um, so we finally get out. Uh, Lena's stepdad had driven around the airport like six times because it took us so long to get our bags. And then he drove us back. Nice. Yeah. Glad you had a, that ride back. That would have been tough to drive back. Yeah. It had, had, had we not had the ride back, we would have had to like taken an taken an Uber to a to a, a hotel. We, that was originally the plan, was to get get a hotel the night and then figure out a way home from there, like a a bus or a train or whatever. But this one worked out really well. I, I forgot to mention, I can't stand how much Europeans smoke. Oh yeah, oh man, it's out of control. It's, in in Italy, there are just smokers everywhere. Like people are, like walking with their babies down the street, holding their babies and smoking cigarettes. Yep. And, and because of the way my stomach was feeling, because of the sickness that I, like, because of the, I was feeling sick, the smell of it was just, cause I don't like the smell of it anyway. It was just further irritating me. Um, I, I, I find, I found that, that Italians were kind of rude with, when it came to the way they walked. I don't know. I don't feel like this is a common city problem where I'm walking down the street, right? I'm walking with land. We got our hand. We're holding hands and we see somebody or a group of people walking from the other side, right? So what do we do? We then stop holding hands. One of us walks in front of the other person and we get in a single line for a moment till we pass the people. But what do those people do? Walking like two or three deep, you know, they stay in that group. I'm pretty much pushing up against the wall, turning my entire body. So I'm not brushing shoulders with you. So I'm not bumping into each other and they just keep going on. Like they hardly move. And I don't know. I just, I, I, that happened so many times. And by the, by the end of it, on the last day in, in Milan, I was just like cursing every single time it was happen. It, it would happen because it, it was way too, it was just way it's too It's a frequent. lot. It's a lot. I, I feel like, yeah, it certainly does happen in New York, but I feel like it happens when you're with like tourists. Yeah. I think it happens with people who aren't paying attention. Yep. There were literally people walking down the street in Milan playing games as they were walking. Yep. I literally walked by a guy who was literally playing a game on his phone, just walking down yep. the street. I found it interesting that people in sub in, in the trains, like you don't when you're on a train, right? It's you don't want to, you don't even really want to be on the phone when you're on public transportation. You don't necessarily want to be on your phone talking because it's kind of rude. You're just you're you're too loud. There were people watching videos on their phones or full volume. Uh, yeah, full volume. Not like not oh, the God. volume, full volume. Oh, there was a God. guy watching a video of like his baby and then showing it to the other people around him when his group and he was just like, watching it again. I said, like, what is going on? What is this? Unreal. But otherwise, very pleasant trip. Yeah. Um, well, great. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you had a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm sorry you got sick, but that's on you. Yeah. Well, you don't say. Yeah. I, I lost a decent bit of weight. Because yeah. Of how much, how much weight do you lose? <laughs> I lost at least five pounds because five of pounds. <laughs> so what are you at now? I probably I'm I'm in like the one eighties right now. Damn, like dude. I'm one eighty seven, I think. What was that like? I didn't. I didn't. Was that like twenty five pounds morning, since but... uh, CrossFit? No, 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 not at all. No, I I was like I was like uh, one ninety five or so when I started CrossFit. So oh, I, okay. I haven't lost a ton of weight since from doing CrossFit. It's just uh, 
like the body sort of what's it called right like the uh just yeah changing thank you the composition yeah yeah um great yeah let's uh let's end it right here all right i'm happy you had a great honeymoon overall though yeah yeah me too yeah right it was was nice it was nice sharing time with each other it's good to be back yeah yeah awesome All all right well i'm russell i'm sandy thanks so much for listening see you guys next week